Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Anime Matters Fall Preview. Let's get into it. We got some big shows to talk about and I am excited. I am your host, Seven. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ace. Fall Preview, baby. Super excited for it. Uh, I'm the main character in this world. I'm not, but... Is that your quote? It's uh, by Teru in Mob Psycho 100. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's really hard to integrate these quotes into the actual, like, there's no flow to it. I just kind of throw out a quote. Yeah. Uh, okay. Whatever. whatever. That, uh, I thought you were I saying. I might retire it. I might retire it. I thought you were saying that you're the main, like, you were, you were, I don't know. I thought you just had main character energy about you right now. No, no, no. Taruki in Mob Psycho 100. You know, he, when we first meet him, he's this villain. He's like, I'm the main character yeah. in this world. That was a fire-ass fucking line, but you know what? You are the main character in your world. Never forget that. Be the main character of your own story. Yeah. There you go. All right. So this week, we're not really going to get into any anime matters because pretty much all the anime matters that we would be talking about are about the fall preview, which we're going to be discussing anyway. So to get us started, where do you want, what show do you want to start with? Do we want to start with the one that came out just, the ones that came out just yesterday, or where where do you want to get us started? Uh, Let's get started with chainsaw man a, a show where it's all prediction we know nothing we haven't read the manga just what do we expect out of this show okay that i like that i like i like starting with chainsaw man so chainsaw man isn't yet out but by the time well and by the time you hear this it wouldn't be out so what we're expecting from or what i'm expecting from chainsaw man again complete stranger to this going in just anime only have not read the manga all i know is the short trailer that i've seen I have heard things like people aren't even ready for the gore that it's going to come with. People aren't ready for this show. So I'm expecting the biggest shit. So I guess I'm going to just give random predictions of what the show might be about. I'm probably so off base. So let's hold see. On, hold on real quick. Before we get into predictions, I just I, like, I want to say my piece about Chainsaw Man as mm-hmm. well. Because, I mean, I've been on anime since I was a kid, but never have I been in it how i am now since we started this podcast where we have our watch lists all that you know you, you want to get in a good five hours a week at le- you know sometimes we don't get there but that's around what we want per week you know to get a good amount of anime watching in and this is the first time ever i'm actually going to watch a show hear the hype before the show starts and get into it because before this i see an anime on like netflix i'm like oh that looks kind of cool you know and that's how i kind of learn about anime or like i hear random people talking about it on twitter or something but this is going to be the first time an anime gets hyped and i'm gonna watch the first episode you know week by week i've never done this with an anime so i'm super excited about this yeah it's kind of like with uh i i think with me with like game of thrones or something when i first caught up and was watching it live with everybody it was just kind of a cool experience to be a part of so just being able to be a part of it from episode one is super exciting um and and i just hope the manga people don't start just throwing shit out there because i hate that oh they will they absolutely will they're like book people i mean it's it's literally book people oh they didn't do it like they did it in the book yeah well that's fine well i just don't want them to spoil shit that's that's my main concern if you spoil something you're a, a piece of shit that's mm. my that's my take but not everything's exactly as it is I, it doesn't matter the, the the story's typically gonna follow the same thing so if you spoil you're a piece of shit Anyway, so going into this thing completely blind, um, we know that, do you want to read the premise if you have it in front of you? I don't have the premise, but I'll pull it up if you want to keep talking. Okay, so what I know right now about Chainsaw Man is, I mean, the main character is literally possessed by, by a demon, by a spirit, and 
he looks like a fucking just a, a chainsaw on his head. And what I've heard is it's going, like I said, is it's going to be gory. So I'm assuming he is just going to mass murder motherfuckers. And he's the main character, but he's a chainsaw. So he's I cutting love this people ad-lib. up. I love this ad lib. People, you, well, you well, were just letting your mind go. Oh, I know. I'm just, I'm just like <laughs> going, going places. I mean, I guess I'm envisioning body parts yeah. flying everywhere, like. I don't know how he's gonna how he's gonna be the main good guy, the main protagonist of the story, while being a fucking chainsaw. Uh, I'll save you from I'll save you from letting your mind just fucking go and go because <laughs> I got the premise. Okay, Chainsaw Man follows the story of Denji, an impoverished young man who, after making a contract with a dog-like devil named Pochita, he fuses with Denji, granting him the ability to transform parts of his body into chainsaws. Denji eventually joins the Public Safety Devil Hunters, a government agency focused on fighting against devils whenever they become a threat to the world. I I think that's the premise, yeah. Okay, so he is the devil and he will be fighting other devils. So pretty pretty standard. I mean, I I wouldn't say it's like a crazy, unheard of premise. I mean, the type of devil he is is kind of unique in that he's a chainsaw, chainsaw, literally a chainsaw man. But... It does, just because it's not like a unique, unheard of premise doesn't mean it's not going to be good. And by all accounts, it is. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing there was, there's going to be obviously some huge epic villain. Like I, I, that is my hope is that we have some epic villain in a show like this that's so gory that this villain is going to be just beyond anything. And now, how do you feel about the power scaling? Uh, so the the devils is kind of the thing, you know, and. I like it because I read a little bit more into it and the way that it works is the stronger a devil is, is how much people is people. If they fear something, that's that's how you get a devil out of it. So there could be a table devil or there could be a knife devil, you know, just anything that, pe- that humans have like a fear of. That's how the dev- devils are created. So my thing is, how is a chainsaw devil going to be that scary? I don't walk around and fear chainsaws. I know what they can do to me. I, I, I'm scared of the text chainsaw massacre of the uh yeah. yeah, that's part of it. That's part of the fear is Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, so I, I like that. That's actually a common theme. It actually uh, pops up in Mob Psycho, which we'll get into later, about like legends and urban myths creating uh, and fears of those things, yeah. creating a stronger spirit, creating a demon, creating a devil. So I like that it's consistent with that. So if we're thinking about that, one, I, I, I get what you're saying of how the chainsaw, I mean, chainsaw standard fear, but you're, you know, you can not standard fear, but it's like something to be feared. But if we think about the scariest thing, like what is the scariest thing that is there going to be a, <laughs> there's not going to be a public speech demon, uh, but darkness, I would assume plays Cro- into this crocodile devil. That's one of my biggest fears. Crocodiles. I, I'm, I'm terrified of crocodiles. Okay. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to go to Indonesia because there's crocodiles there. Jesus. Well, or what no, about poisonous? What Bali's you're also scared of, like poisonous. poisonous I'm scared animals. of fucking animals. <laughs> Outside of dogs, I'm fucking scared of it. I I get goosebumps when like a stray cat comes because I like not that I'm scared they'll fuck me up, but mm-hmm. it it would fuck me up. But like I'm just scared of it. You know, I don't want to get clawed by the motherfucker. All right. So the demons. I fuck up the cat. You're, you're building the strength of a lot of demons. I mean, look, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of fearful people out there. So I would imagine that these demons are going to be quite powerful. So I'm excited to see what's the name of the committee again that's uh, hunting them. Um, the public safety public service some shit yeah <laughs> so there's an organization that's hunting them so i i guess my bold prediction for this type of show if i'm just kind of creating a story from blank is that the big evil demon 
Like that corporation is obviously going to be evil, right? That corporation is going to be secretly doing some shady shit. And like he thinks um, Denki, right? Or Den Denji? Denji. Denji. Um, <laughs> Denji is going to be, you know, go fighting, doing all these things. And he's going to discover the big secret to the corporation, right? He's going to discover that they're actually funneling. I don't know, funneling something into the very top of the organization that is run by demons that are actually creating more demons for, you know, for population to be scared of. They're increasing fear so that they get stronger demons. I was actually going to say that. Do you think that there's, they're running PR ads to make you scared of of certain shit, you know, Yo, like, this like, is, like, like they're, they're running a chainsaw ad, you know, like someone fucking accidentally cuts a limb off of a chainsaw. Then this kid's watching and like that, and like sees their dad starting up the chainsaw. Oh. Dad, be careful. Be careful, dad. It's a chainsaw. And then it festers yeah. and it builds. And okay. that, that's how they build the top of their fucking company. So this is like a Monsters, Inc. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> that's kind of what it is. Monsters, Inc., the scare, their, their whole civilization was run by fear, was run by kids getting scared because it provided electricity so i don't know maybe maybe this organization maybe this corporation is run by demons and they are or they're they're embedded in there and like you said they're trying to get or like i said they're trying to instill fear and build more fear and running pr campaigns doing all these things to build more demons so that eventually the world will be run by demons the, and that will be what the world is the fear-mongering american media would have a field day in this world wait hold on oh my <laughs> god wait is this this might be anime does this all the time. This might actually be like a like an allegory, like a reflection of society because a metaphor. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Because w with our modern media, like if we're if we're if we're on this, if we are on this with the way our modern media is covered, it is all about instilling fear and like you said, fear mongering and making us scared of each other or scared of uh, you know something, some foreign thing or or foreigners or just you know scared of whatever. It is all about making us scared and dividing us between ourselves. So if this show does that. That's amazing that we kind of got it head on. And I think it would be really effective because it's very adequate or accurate for what today is. I could just imagine a lot of representatives of certain, you know, devils and shit hopping on podcasts, like, you know, just throwing out little subliminal messages that would make someone fear things, you know, because I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast a lot. And that's me. That's one of the reasons I'm so scared of crocodiles and like animals in general, because <laughs> now I realize how fucking dangerous they are because they talk about how dangerous they are on a regular basis. Well, and isn't there a gun devil in Chainsaw Man? There's for sure a gun devil. So, so if you oh, think about be that, something with that, there's going to be something with that, right? Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of fear surrounding stuff like guns or whatever it might be. And there's going to be devils through that. So this is going to be really interesting. Um, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. They have no idea what it's going to be like and that I'm just completely guessing right now of what this show might be all i know about the show is that it's said to be awesome so that's why i'm trying to guess at some big elaborate grand story because to me if an anime is amazing it's how it has a great awesome story so i expect that to be a, a central part of it okay so uh denji you think you think he's gonna be all-time main Ooh, prediction mm. Going into season one, oh, we'll do season ones, I guess. Uh, compare him. You think he'll be a, a better main than Yuji Itadori is after season one? Yes. Yeah. So I, I think he's going to be more like a Thorfinn kind of style main. Well, With Thorfinn's not better than Yuji. Yeah, he is. Oh, that's a bad Easily. Take. No, it's not a bad take. Thorfinn is a Thorfinn's better. Thorfinn's unlikable. 
Thor- Thorfinn, Thorfinn is not been, even the main of his own fucking show. Thorfinn is the main of his own show, and he's just like the trauma he's lived through. He's just a more serious main, and that's kind of what I'm expecting. Like, he's not your charismatic, oh my God, everybody loves him main. He's just like going through struggle, grief, and all those, and processing everything. That's kind of what I expect here uh, out of Denji. Just because of the tone of the show and what I've heard about the show and the trailer seems very dark, very like somber. And so that's the type of vibe that I'm expecting out of it. So I think he will be a great main character because why would people be so beloved for a show? Because that's usually that's step one in a beloved show is the main character has to be awesome. Main character has to be likable. So I do expect him to be an A class level main character. But my question to you, will there be a love interest? I think we've seen a female on the on the trailer, but is this the type of show where there's going to be a legitimate love interest? I think I actually read and, you know, doing my research, she actually does have a love interest with the, um, well, Pokita, some shit like that, Pokita, whatever. The person that gives him his powers, I believe. Pochita? Yeah, Pochita. There we go. Mm-hmm. That's he actually has they have a love interest, I believe. Okay, good. See if if this show can balance seriousness and, you know, torment and a bigger higher like I don't know, uh, uh, conspiracy going on like that, you you you're you're in on some and then dope ass action like that's that touches a lot of things. I mean, Yeah, if if they nail the government thing, I think it, yeah, has a that's what makes the greatest animes really fucking great is when they incorporate real government type of shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. You know, uh, you think of Attack on Titan. And when when they incorporate government in the higher ups, the, their corruption. I feel like you know it really gives the even adult viewers something to really relate to that they see in their own real lives. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that having those those bigger government type of things, something that we can think of, I don't know, in, in real life terms and then see it play out in an anime and like just barely trickling on like real life stuff. Like, I don't know, you think of Code Geass with, with the way it portrayed America's capitalism and meritocracy. Like, I like those kind of things. Yeah. So definitely excited about Chainsaw Man. Uh, but I think we, we got some shows to get to, so we need to move on. You want to do Spy Family, Mob Psycho, or uh, what the fuck's the other one? It's the biggest one, My Hero. Uh, let's start off with My Hero. Okay. Um, so I haven't watched any My Hero since I started watching it. So I barely, basically at the end of season, uh, season one. Okay. So you're, um, you're but, at the end but, of feel, season- but feel free to talk about it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll still talk about I mean, without giving too many spoilers for you away and just kind of general. I don't know any vibes. of the villains really at all. So right now what is going on is that they, the, the villains, Shigaraki is the, is the main villain, and he just went a level up. Like he just kind of unlocked himself more fully. We got a big part of his backstory during My Villain Academia. We got his whole squad like – learning more about their backstories because they were just kind of like whatever bad people bad guys whatever villains for a while so they kind of like showed us them and then gave us their backstory after the fact um which is okay but you know they weren't as great initially but now i'm super excited to see what they're going to do now that we know more about them we have this super we have this hero hawks who's the number two ranked hero right now he is in, uh, in the process of unearthing this big conspiracy, there is this big liberation army that's trying to take over the world and, you know, they're, they're just about quirk supremacy and all this shit and that the super, you know, that the hero 
league, you know, the hero infrastructure is broken and that it should just be a free-for-all kind of thing. And so they want to liberate. And so Hawks, who's the number two hero, is trying to uncover all that. So he is deep undercover pretending to be a member of the Liberation Army to, like, really, really sell the thing. And right now, I'm really worried about him. And the way of the show, the vibe of the show is it feels like it's going to be a villain's victory season. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I love a villain victory. Yeah, I mean, Deku and Bakugo and everybody, they're all getting stronger. They're all leveling up as well, but I think the villains are stronger at this moment, and they have, like, way more people. Like, mm -hmm. their army is pretty expansive, and Shigaraki just went up such a high level right now. In his most recent, you'll see what he does when he goes completely ham that I think this is his moment because he's just kind of been a shitty villain this whole time. He's been second fiddle and as far as in the villain hierarchy, but now it's his time to shine. And I think if you're making a show, if you're going to do a war, initially at least, the villains have to be in charge. They have to be taking control. And Always. I think we're going to get a major character death. I'm pretty confident about that. We will get a major hero death this season. Like, that's just going to happen. Okay, so as of right now, Season hasn't dropped. Where do you rank my hero as far? Is it in your top 10 yet? Of shows? Yeah. Because it, it sounds like this could really be the season that puts it over the top and gets it in that top five category. From, from the like the way that you're putting it out, like a war arc? Yeah. You, after they already had a great tournament arc from what you've told me in the past? Yeah. it's it's uh, It sounds like, th like this has all the makings to be a truly legendary anime. And... So I, I'm just curious to see where you have it ranked right now and see where it could go if this arc plays their hands right. Um, I'd really have to think about that. I mean, my hero is probably fringe, maybe outside the top 10 for me. Um, it's it's a f really fun show, but I think this, this season's important. I, I don't think it gets an in legendary status. I think it gets it like a part of a conversation because now it gets serious, you know, and I think yeah. a show should be able to do that if it's that type of show where it's like a, you know, it's a fighting show. I think any, any fighting show should have the ability to really get serious and really nail some of the character stuff. And I think this is a time for it to do that. Not that it hasn't done any of that before, but it's just such a slow start as far as their power scaling and all this. And it feels like there's so much story left to tell. So I think this is an important season for it to be able to show like, hey, we had all the fun in season one. We had all the fun in see, you know, the fun tournament stuff in season two. And you saw Deku's slow progression, breaking his fingers, all these things. Mm -hmm. And now he's that man. But there's a there's a bigger man than him. Like this is the key moment. Like this is like the I, I don't know, maybe like the pain arc for my hero is at yeah. least is where it's like could be the turning point. We could see Deku be that guy for people. And that's kind of what I'm expecting to come maybe not this season, but next season. So this season would be the big the big win for the villains and then Deku taking shit over next season. Yeah, no, you nailed it on the pain arc because that's really what I, I've been thinking when you say, you know, they're going to war. And especially when you said this, it sounds like it's going to be a villain victory season. So that's why I really think if they nail it, they, they can get into top five top 10 for sure category yeah um, I, I, not not so, my top five but but i i mean we'll see we'll see um you mentioned shigaraki so my villain academia how long was that arc or season and um it was do, like where do you rank the this the villain hero balance do you prefer the villains in this show or the heroes no i mean the the my villain was like a seven episode run eight episode run something like that 
I, I prefer the heroes, definitely, but I think the villains really, like, Shigaraki really has become actually interesting, which he wasn't. He was just kind of whiny, a whiny loser, essentially, because he could not get a win, and he just felt like an entitled brat, but now he just kind of, like, unearthed something in himself. He went to another level because he had to get to another level because he had to basically... Basically, to get somebody to partner with him, he had to prove himself and prove he was he was that man, that he was him. And he eventually did that, and he took down this, like, rivaling organization, the, you know, uh, evil organization, and really showed his shit against a really powerful opponent. So I definitely prefer the heroes at this point because, obviously, I know them a lot better, and they're just, you know, they're more well-developed. But I think the villains are trending in the right direction. I just hope they don't fall off for what they're doing, you know, with them and, and continue to grow them. And I also like that the way their organization's built with the Liberation Army and the Liberation Army actually has heroes in it that pretend to be good heroes, but that are actually corrupted. So it's kind of cool that they're kind of growing there. So the villains may end up getting a big dub this season if they like can convert somebody, if they can roll somebody over, if somebody's actually secretly a double agent. Like if Hawk, uh, if he is actually a double-double agent, right? Like, and he's, he's actually with the bad guys, but pretending to be, like something like that would be a pretty dope turning point for them but yeah all in all i'm just really excited about this army or this army this war arc and i just hope that we get to see everybody go all out all the heroes you know everybody on equal playing field and just see how that shit goes out or plays out and i hope we get it i do hope we get a main character death just because i think it'll take the show to a new level it's fucking deku death whoa <laughs> yeah that's 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 not gonna happen but yeah i I'm definitely excited uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a show that I want to watch. Uh, I mean, obviously, I've watched like season one, but it's definitely one that I want to keep watching. Uh, probably will once I get all caught up with the rest of these fall season um, episode or se series. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so my hero uh, that that's definitely gonna be that's definitely one that everyone's excited about. So now, do we want to go Spy Family or Mob Psycho? Let's talk Spy Family just because it's on the tip of our the tip of our tongue, not the tip of our tongue, but right fresh in our mind. Just because we've been we've been watching it the last day or so. So full disclosure, we are like three episodes off from being caught up to on part two. So our predictions are going to include the end of season, end of one. season one or part one and all of part two. So what I want to say first off, because this is also going to kind of be a little bit of a review, is this show is fucking dope to me. I really like it. I did not expect to like it so much because it's a little bit different, right? It's just a different dynamic. It's like spy espionage mm -hmm. and family oriented with a lot of episodes where it's just like there's one episode where it's just they go to like some the they stay yeah the castle they stage like a whole birthday or not birthday but like a celebration for her for the for the daughter and i don't know it's just it's just great okay so quickly spike's family is literally about a spy that ha as part of a, a mission needs to adopt a daughter to get the daughter into prestigious school and Anya. then yeah, Anya. The spies, Twilight, daughter Anya. Yep, and then uh, and then he needs to get a wife to Dory. to go ahead and get into that program because they have to interview. So that's how this family comes together. And then she decides to do it because she doesn't want to draw suspicions to herself because she's twenty seven years old and she's not married. Oh, is she a like? Those there's suspicion. So she wants to be able to continue being an assassin so that uh you know she could do what she loves and so she agrees to get married because of that to decrease suspicion so 
mutually, uh, you know, interested parties in getting married, but for different reasons. Neither knows that the other is a spy or an assassin, but the person that does know is the child because she is a telepath. So that's the premise of the show. And so it is the funniest thing when you know when she's like reading their minds and knowing what they're saying and she's like reacting to them and yeah. it's just so funny i definitely think Anya's kind of she's the rock in the whole show uh she holds it together i feel like i came into it i wrote down twilight entering anime cool anime guy club question mark and so far i'm not there uh but anya enter anya entering adorable kid club definitely fucking there because I fucking love Anya already. Yeah, um, she it is. She gets a little whiny sometimes, but well, she's six. Yeah, well, she's four. <laughs> is she four? Yeah, she's four. No, she's, she's not four. She's trying. She's playing six. Yes, she's four. Oh, okay. I'm, I think I missed that piece, but yeah, I think she she really is an anchor of the of the show, just as far as like how because she's she's reading the room and she's like just so funny because she's the audience. Like that's really what she is. She's a reflection of us because we can hear their inner monologues, and so can she. So she's reacting to their inner monologues, like uh, uh, oh shit, like this situation. Yeah. It's so funny. I actually had that written down too, and I'm glad you touched on it because that's one of my knocks on the show. Is I think there's too much inner monologue. I mean, all anime has a lot has inner monologue, but I think this show's just based around the inner monologue, and I get it because everyone's hiding their big secret. You know, Anya's not telling anyone that, that she's a mind reader. Uh, Twilight's not telling anyone he's a spy, and Yori's not telling anyone she's an assassin. So I get all the inner monologue stuff, but I just feel like it lacks normal dialogue. I don't. Know? I don't agree with that. I don't I, agree with that. I, I don't. I'm not feeling bonds being formed. I don't. I don't agree with. Oh, I'm definitely feeling bonds, but I don't agree with there being too much inner monologue. I think it just shows how much we think in, in a situation like there. There was one scene where he thought where Twilight thought so much, like there, and they actually showed the lines because because uh, uh, she was trying to like she was actually reading his mind and you know because it's always going for her and she got confused because there was so many things and they like wrote down the lines on the screen just like it was like six different things he was thinking of all at once and she was just like uh you know she was just so confused and could not track it and i don't know i just think it it shows how much we really are thinking all at once and how much is accomplished in our head rather than with words so i enjoy it but yeah uh just just the show in general has been all about them trying to get into this school her being successful in the school to get closer to this kid because that's part of the mission the kid's father is an important man and yeah it's just been a journey of a family of misfits of people that don't go together slowly becoming one and realizing that they this is what they actually the circumstances dictated the arrangement but now they actually like each other They're actually invested in this and that's what i'm really fascinated to see how it plays out in part two and the rest of this is when the mission's accomplished like where are we gonna go with this family yeah that's what that's what i want to see the most of too is just i really want to i Again, I get the inner monologue stuff, but I really want to see strong bonds and connections being formed. I want to know that I want to see Twilight really start to care about Yori. And I mean, I really I actually do feel like he's getting there with Anya. Um, but like the whole Yori thing, you know, I'm I'm at the I just finished the episode where Yori's brother visits. Oh, that's great. Know? Yeah. So like that was a really good episode. And, uh, you know, they're about to have to kiss. And shit. Okay. I think that's where okay. the episode ended. So there's some good stuff for what yeah. you're looking for this next episode, which would be episode nine. Oh, don't act like you're so far ahead of me. You're literally I'm one episode, you, you, you're one episode. I'm one episode ahead. ahead. I'm just saying <laughs> oh, you have a lot to look forward to. <laughs> no, there's just there is that. Um, um, but no, that that's really what I'm looking forward to uh, for the rest of this season and get and going into 
into next season is I want strong, strong connections to where, because I mean, I'd imagine the show does get there. It's called Spy X Family. I really want to see the strong, strong family connection. Well, I mean, they're they're three strangers, you know, so I think it takes time. And I think he's definitely getting, you know, he's there with with the daughter, um, with Anya. But yeah, between the two of them, I mean, they touch hands and they freak out. So they haven't gotten there. I, I, I get what you're saying, though. I, I would like to get it to get to the point where it's like, no, don't leave her. Don't leave her. You know, stay together, stay together. Where you're like, no, no. You know, you just really do not want them to go their separate ways. But another interesting thing is that we just discovered that Yori's brother is actually part of this like secret police which is the complete enemies of the spy mm -hmm. so just further adding little layers Big of dynamic yeah of the whole secrecy and again Anya knows well you, you haven't seen that in episode 9 she will as you can gasp it's thought of um, you can spoil the one episode <laughs> so she knows everything and they know nothing and she's just like in her head hearing all these things and hearing their conflicts and tries to vocalize what she can without letting them know she's a telepath like I hope you guys really get along today you know little mm -hmm. things like that and it's just it's it's really cool how they're slowly building into it and feeding more and i just like the mechanism of her being the one that knows everything's going on and can't say anything just gives like a uh, to the audience you know just how she reacts so i'm excited to just see how everything plays out when the reveal's coming and how they're going to react to the reveal because we know it's coming. They're going to find out. That is a thing that's going to happen. And then will they decide to stick it out? Will they decide to go after each other? Is this a Mr. And Mrs. Smith thing where they're going to yeah. literally try and kill each other? Oh, I like that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Smith, they're going to they're going to have their scene. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh one, one thing I do want to add on to the show is I love th this doesn't have anything to do with like the whole show, but I I love the ex exposing of parents and lying to their kids because in, in the first couple of episodes she's like papa's a liar yeah, that and was it, so funny and, and then he goes on a bigger lie she's like papa's a big liar yeah i was like so I, I could just imagine that with all the parents in my life like yeah like, like, like oh, i've seen them lying to their kid like oh yeah you know we'll go get ice cream or something uh -huh. like full of fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah just seeing how a kid actually would yeah. think it's really cool and then i also like because she's an assassin and she just she likes killing not people. the kid uh no no no, no yeah <laughs> not talking about the kid now um and she when she gets sloppy drunk yeah and she's just like and then she Beating actually the fuck out she of just has to fight twilight and he cannot hang <laughs> because she's this trained assassin and then she tra and then she trains anya to be able to fight like as their bonding moment which is really cool and then she decks the kid who she's supposed to be befriending yeah. right in the face on day one it's just it's a really charming fun funny anime yeah, it's it's uh different than what I'm used to. Obviously, I'm so used to the you know just big time action, you know, just those type of animes. So uh, always with these type of animes, it takes me a little getting used to, but I'll get around to it. I'm not enjoying it as much as it sounds like you are, but you know I'm getting there. So I, I mean, I'm gonna finish this season out and then you know just keep up as we go. Yeah, I, I, I'm loving it. So, uh, you know, hopefully you get there. But I am absolutely loving this show so far. And I can't wait to see what the next season brings. My big prediction is we will absolutely get Mr. and Mrs. Smith moment. They will be fighting. And yeah. We'll have to. Yeah, we're Anya's going to have to get in the middle of it. And we'll have a whole thing. Yeah, I, I like that call. That's a really good call. And now the main event. The main event for me of 
the fall. I mean, I guess we should throw out, you know, Bleach is coming out with the new season too, but neither of us has really watched Bleach, so we can't touch on it. But Yeah, it's too difficult to try and yeah, jump into. There's too many. There's hundreds of episodes. We can't do it. <laughs> but Mob Psycho 100. I just finished up everything that's been shown to this point. Season 3 is coming out. Where do you stand? Do we want to do a review of what we've seen now that I'm caught up? Yeah, I mean, I can do it. We can do like a quick review preview kind of deal. Um, So... I, you know, I love the show. I think it's great. I think once you got past the first two episodes and you really got to see what the show is, what it's about, like just Mob's strength as a character is actually like really surprising just because he just seems so monotone and boring, but yet there's just so much there and seeing how people react around him. And then now we can kind of talk about Reagan and his, and his sort of growth and, and maturity and development in the show um, because... Well, I guess we'll start from the beginning, right? Mob Psycho is about a kid that has psychic powers and he uh, finds a mentor, a trainer, a master that has a psychic detective yeah. agency. You, you know those random ass shops you see on the, mm-hmm. uh, as you're driving by, it says psychic. It's like, yeah. shut the fuck up. He goes into one of those places and believes the guy. Yeah, he goes in there and believes the guy. That's where he meets Reagan. And Reagan's a full of shit psychic. He has no psychic abilities, but he has a lot of confidence and a lot of charisma. Like, those are the things he has. He's a con man, essentially. That is what he is. He's a con man. And whenever the moment presents itself, he has mob exercise demons um and so that's kind of how the show builds mob actually has all these immense powers and as his emotions build and build he the powers become uncontrollable he becomes this unstoppable monster machine so in season one we see mob's brother who does not have psychic powers or at least they haven't yeah ritsu whose psychic powers have not yet been discovered he begins to grow some resentment some jealousy and just starts going down a bad path eventually his psychic powers manifest. He gets kidnapped, and Mob has to go save his brother along with some other um, people with psychic powers that have been kidnapped. Um, then Reagan shows up as Mob and and a few others are, are, are you know are shutting shit down, fighting this organization. Reagan shows up, and he has no fucking psychic powers at all. But there's a moment where there's a transference of psychic powers and. And now he's running shit. And then we get to see... So that's just like a really insanely yeah. fast recap of season one. So, um, yeah. So se- season one, yeah, I think you, you touched on like the main points, but I like season one. It was cool. But season two, this is why I'm like, oh, this is a good, good, good fucking show. I, I have lit, written down in all casts, what a powerful fucking show. Because it's... It has its comedy, and that's what I thought the fucking show was. But the layers that this show has of just humans in general. You know, we talked about Ritsu and how he was jealous even of his own brother, of his own, you know, instead of being happy for his brother, just that type of shit. Uh, He was always just jealous of his brother. Meanwhile, Mob's jealous of him. So we see like that, you know, we see jealousy. We see Mob just uh, this teen trying, you know. He points out a lot of, of like, oh, without this psychic power, you're nothing. And we see that in modern society where rich people, you know, we say... Without your standing, without without your status, without your money. You have nothing. You know, you're empty inside. So I think it touches on that. But the biggest one, what I wrote this for, just what a powerful show, is the Reagan arc. Uh, The the Reagan episode. The Reagan episode. That That, was so fucking, like, holy shit. That is the one thing I wanted to, like, really talk about. That Reagan episode and Mob and him. That was, like, the best part of the show that I think it's done. I think it was literally one episode or two episodes tops. 
times. It, it, it was half of one and then it, like a full episode of another, right? Well, we will say around like two. Yeah. Yeah. So about two episodes. And I mean, it's fresh in your mind. You want to kick it off kind of how that played out. Yeah. So basically, you know, Mobs, he's always been the awkward kid. And he's finally, you know, he's making friends with the Body Improvement Club, Ritsu, and uh, that one girl that's like obsessed with him and like wants to start a cult behind him. Um like he, he's really starting to make friends and he's becoming sociable. Whereas he wasn't before the only person he interacted with was Reagan and Reagan took advantage of him. He was, and we always knew Reagan was a piece of shit, but like it was part of the show. It was funny until it wasn't. And he puts mob down, says some fucking ho- horrible things to him. Yeah. He basically and, says like, you have no friends. Yeah, nobody likes, nobody you. likes yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Like he takes it way too far and like he shows his true colors. And then mobs like, no, fuck you. You know what? Yeah. I'm not as gullible as you think I am. And he just leaves Reagan. And that's when Reagan realizes, oh, shit, this kid was kind of the only thing I ever had in my life. He goes on his it's his birthday. He goes on his Facebook. Uh, no, no birthday wishes other than from his mom. Uh, just literally the, he goes into a bar and realizes these are the only people that I would even maybe be able to call friends is the locals at the bar and the, the only bar reason regulars. and the only reason he knows the bar regulars is because he went in there and like tried to like scam them basically yeah. and and well he gave them advice but it was you know borderline scam so yeah he doesn't really have any friends and he realizes like he had been I mean, we had seen it, but he had been manipulating and controlling Mob for so long, and he thought he could just get away with whatever, and he maybe he sensed something slipping. He just thought he could continue controlling Mob, um, but, you know, when he tried to tell him that, Mob's like, no, like, I, you know, this is what I am, and we start to see throughout the episode a change in Reagan. So do you want to talk about how he starts to shift and how yeah. he becomes exposed to the, you know. Yeah. So, so basically Reagan then, you know, he says, fuck this. I'm turning all this shit around. And he elevates to the top of the psychic world. Uh, everyone starts to become aware of who Reagan is. He gets he gets a television appearance in which he gets exposed as a fraud, essentially, until there's this big press conference after he gets exposed. And then that's where. Yeah. So. Really, that that I, I love so much. So Reagan says, fuck this. My life is in shambles. Like, I I'm, I'm, I am a fraud, like, without this kid. But I'm going to try and be the best psychic I still can be. So he goes, does all these things, does all these random odd jobs. You know, he massages that demons away or his spirits away. Like, he does all his shit. And he's, like you said, gaining ground in the psychic community. And they bring him on a TV appearance. And in this TV appearance, they say, all right, one of you exercise the demon. And there's, like, this actual psychic that's there and Reagan. And the actual psychic's like, nah, fuck this guy. Like, and There's not even a demon here. Yeah, there's not even a demon here. And he's acting all. And so he makes... He makes Reagan do it, and Reagan's doing a whole, his dramatic, like, and with this salt attack, you know, and they reveal that there was no demon and he or no spirit and he's like just it's that moment where, like, we all have that worry of, like, imposter syndrome, like, people are gonna know we're, we're both full of shit. And he was exposed as being completely full of shit. And he had no response in that moment. And then the whole world's hating him. The whole world's like, oh, you're a fraud. You're a fake. You're a fake. And then he holds press conference to address the whole world because he is like trending right now everybody's waiting to hear what he has to say because he has not spoken and then mob basically get uses his psychic powers shakes up the whole building and, you know after um yeah reagan's final thing that he says is mob because you know 
he gets stomped on a question. He has no clue what to say to it. And basically he just starts think, thinking about why all this started and just everything. And he, he doesn't care about the media anymore. He just wants to let mob know like, Hey, you've really grown up kid. And that's, that's basically what he says. And then all of a sudden the whole room shakes and mm-hmm. yeah. it, it turns out, you know, it was mob that did that yeah. for him. And, uh, and then everyone's like, Oh my God, he is a psychic. He is a psychic. Yeah. And then, uh, we get there rekindling, but it was, I, I don't know that Reagan after that Reagan episode, it was really just, yeah, this show, just the underlying themes of this show are so fucking strong. And it, it, it keeps going after that mob. Yeah. You know, mob. Well, hold on real quick. Just to, cause I want, I want, I kind of want to final, you know, put a bow on, on that Reagan just being so full of shit was so defiant, was so defiant to the media in his press conference, just continuing to defy, defy. And then he's about to come clean. And then, you know, mob does what you said. He shakes up the whole room. Everybody thinks he's real. But then in his meeting with mob, like when they get back together, he basically puts it all out there. So he's like, you know, you always, he's like, I always knew. And so it shows a little bit that like Mob did always know. So it wasn't that he was gullible. It was that he enjoyed him and they did have kind of a genuine bond at times. And he did learn from him and care about him and, you know, thought he was a good person. And that's why he stuck around. It wasn't because he thought he had powers. It wasn't because he tricked him, but because he cared about him. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, yeah, you, you know, just as the season goes on, uh, Mob meets several other psychics who have their own fucking bullshit. He ends up changing them for the better, and he finally gets to the big boss battle and even changes him. So just Mob, you, you know, I mean, if you've seen the show, you've seen the show. If you haven't, I really, really encourage you to watch it because it's such a great fucking show. But let's get on to season three. Yep. So, yeah, season three, I am really excited for. I don't know where they're going to go with yeah. it is the only thing because they just beat what is. The, yeah, they just beat the the top bad guy in the world and, you know, the, the supposed strongest psychic. So my prediction for season three is that maybe something happens to Mob. Yeah. And he becomes the bad guy that needs to be stopped. Because there's this recurring thing throughout the show where Ritsu mobs mom's brother he's always worried that this power is gonna overwhelm mob and take over and there's a small moment a fraction of a second during mob's big boss fight where he's laughing and he enjoys the power yeah and i love yeah i really i think that's definitely something that they're gonna keep going with in this season because yeah if mob if mob takes that turn there's we don't know of anyone that could stop him. Right. Mob is so like you said, in that in that fight, we get a little pre it's like he loves the he loved either the power or being, you know, being in a fight, one of the two. But yeah, that is a little tease of what could come. And there's a chance that something happens, someone dies, something emotional happens to him, and he completely snaps. Like it would have to be something really fucked up for it to happen, but he might completely snap and then everybody is banding together to try and stop mob. Like that is honestly what I think is the likeliest thing just because we don't know of any villain that you know that can really stand up to mob like mob is literally the strongest person in existence yeah and the only way in my opinion that the show could culminate because this is the final this is also oh, the this, final this is the season. final i didn't this know is the that. final season oh, okay and the only way the show could really culminate is if his psychic powers were on full display for the world he's putting the world in danger and maybe he finds a way to get rid of psychic powers like that could also be a thing like i think would be a good way to end the show as that 
they find a way to stop him and he finds a way to stop the existence of powers. Yeah, I that that's definitely what the season's probably got cuz I don't like introducing another villain. Um it, unless it's like the or, whoever originated psychic powers. That's the only yeah, thing I can think they would do. Yeah, but that's that sounds a lot like uh Kaguya yeah, Naruto Shippuden. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of iffy. I I don't know. We just defeated Claw. I mean, there is higher ups, the people that took um the the main bad guy from Claw. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't really like introducing another villain. They they spent two seasons doing that. Um, so but so I I do like Mob being the villain mm-hmm. and having to finally just conquer his demons because we always get that flashback of him as a kid and the dead people that were bullying his brother. You know, mm-hmm. so we we always get those flashbacks and I think that's gonna be the big thing is Mob finally conquering it. I like your ending of him losing his psychic powers. Yeah, he loses his psychic powers. Maybe everybody loses their psychic powers. Everybody realizes that nobody was really that special to begin with. Yeah, and it's it's been a common theme throughout the show, and so maybe everybody gets them or nobody has them. And I think that's where we're ending up is that you know whether nobody is any better or any worse than another person just because of the hand that they happen to be dealt, and they shouldn't think that. And so I think that's how the show ends and the way it gets there is through mob being the villain and help you know and his brother and reagan and everybody helping him realize that or or bring him back to earth and i think it'll take a great tragedy to get there but i'm excited now who do you think aside from mob will be like the mvp of the season i think it's gonna be ritsu because ritsu's gonna have to be because you know that's his brother that's the closest person to him uh he's gonna be the one in the end, you know, there's been little things like, oh, hey, Ritsu, you could be more strong. You could be more powerful than Mob. You know, that one kid says that. Strong oh, we're getting it. a brother's face yeah, off. Yeah, maybe we get a brother's face off where yeah. Ritsu has to, you know, and he has, has to, to go bring his level. brother back, too. Mm-hmm. No, I think Mob's going to beat his ass still because. Uh, but to even stand with him, maybe yeah. he goes up a level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe that's that's who's going to be the MVP as Ritsu in this one because you know Ritsu's always been there. I like Ritsu; he's a good mm-hmm. character, but he's never like shined or anything. Yeah, and we've had a lot of Reagan shining the first and second season, especially yeah. season two. Really, you know, being there for Mob in season one, and then trying to be too much in season two, and then you know, really just understanding what Mob is and their dynamic. And so I think you're. I think it is Ritsu. I think we are going to have a brothers clash in this season where Ritsu is actually the good guy and Mob is being the bad guy and Ritsu's trying to... So, honestly, if this happens, I'm fucking in. This would be a sick-ass ending to a show is if the brothers face off, he's trying to save... Ritsu's trying to save the world, doing everything he can with everybody else, and Mob eventually gets, you know, stopped and eliminates all the psychic powers. He no longer has them. Everybody is equal, just like everybody was from the day they were born. Man, it's crazy. Give anime a chance. Get, I remember when we were watching the first couple episodes here. Yep, we just together. Right? Yeah, let's you know, let's start this shit off together. We're like, okay, this is a funny little. Yeah, show. I never thought we'd be talking these layers about it. Yeah, never thought it's we'd so, be talking these layers. Anime is so deep, people. Like, give it a fucking chance if you haven't already. Like, I understand that it is animated, but it doesn't mean it is anything than exceptional and amazing and spectacular and gives you some of the hypest, emotional, saddest, happiest moments you could ever imagine watching something. Something. Give oh, yeah. anime a chance because anime fucking matters. I hate that this has to come after that because that was a really strong closing section. But I have written down 
Mob Psycho 100 is Violet Evergarden if Violet Evergarden was entertaining. Why did you, like, what is wrong with you? No, okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ, after after that. Anyway, um, I am so excited about this fall this fall lineup. I mean, I, I just can't wait for Chainsaw Man. Oh, how about that? Let's say what we are most looking forward okay. to. Of Rank them. Mob, mob, out, out of the four we just talked about. Out of the four we just talked about, um, in order of my excitement, I would probably go Chainsaw Man number one. It's between my hero and mob for number two. <laughs> I'm so excited about mob because what our idea was, <laughs> but I would say I have to just because of the sheer amount of seasons, give it to my hero um, just because of how deep we're in. And it feels like we're going to turn just because of this specific season. I think, you know what? It is the last season of mob psycho though. I'll go slight, slight narrowest of edges to my hero because I think it's got finally a chance to do something a little bit different because Mob Psycho is a better show than My Hero Academia for the record at this point and then I would go Mob Psycho 103 and then I'd go Spike's Family 4 just because that seems like it's got a long way to go and we're, I'm just getting into it so yeah. that's my four it goes of I'm most of the four that we talked about today that I am most excited for Chainsaw Man number one number two My Hero Academia season six number three Mob Psycho 100 part three and four Spikes Family part two yeah so mine's gonna be Mob Psycho 100 number one wow Chainsaw Man number two mm-hmm. um I guess I'll put Spy Family three but this is only because I ha I'm you're not so far on, on my, hero, on my yeah. hero, so that's why my hero is four for me. But it would probably be number one, honestly, if I was caught up. But the number one thing you're most excited for is Mob Psycho 100 Absolutely. Part Absolutely. Three. But mostly because you just told me it's the final season. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I'm more excited about a final season of a great show than the first season of a potentially great show. Let's that's just the hope, way I'm looking at it. Let's just hope that it's not a, a, an Attack on Titan final season where it's broken up into three fucking separate <laughs> they don't, final they, season parts. They don't um, have the slack that... Yeah. Attack on Titan has. Um, <laughs> okay, people, I, people will, will let that pass for Attack on Titan. But it seems like we're both pretty excited for Chainsaw Man, so we'll see what's to come with that. Um, it just cannot wait for a great anime viewing season. And yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the fall preview. We don't really have anything to touch on because we've already touched on kind of what we've been watching. But thank you so much for tuning in um, to another episode of Anime Matters. So until next time, peace. Deuces.